ship. Boat. That's right, Nordberg, a boat. Now, when you're better, we'll go sailing together on a boat. We'll take a cruise just like last no. year. Should I pause? Sure. I'm going to pause. This is a movie called The Naked Gun, Two and a Half, The Smell of Fear. It uh, is a scene. I'll set the scene. Uh, police detective Nordberg was... Uh, I think shot. I'm not sure. I don't remember. I know he's lying in a bed, and uh, Detective Leslie Nielsen is uh, is is uh, trying to find out what happened, and uh, he's uh, uh, well. For those of you familiar with The Naked Gun, it's a comedy about incompetent police work. I will back up a few seconds and let it play. Sailing together on a boat, we'll take a cruise just like last no. year. Drugs. Hey, nurse. Quick, give this man some drugs. Quick, can't you see he's in pain? No. Give him a shot, quickly. No. Heroin. Heroin, Frank. Nordberg, that's a pretty tall order. You're going to have to give me a couple of days on that one. <laughs> oh, oh, my poor Nordberg. Oh, he was such a good man, Frank. He never wanted to hurt anyone. <laughs> All right, so... Uh, fill in for those of you who couldn't see. So uh, Nordberg was uh, a uh, professional football player turned actor. Uh, Orenthal James Simpson, O.J. Simpson, the Juice, uh, in his uh, comedic role as the uh, detective Nordberg and his uh, wife saying uh, that he would never want to hurt anyone, which was great. Uh, this movie came out in 1991, and so that's really all I knew of, of O.J. I knew he had played football. Apparently, he had been pretty good at it. Uh, for someone who's a musician like me, that didn't really matter all that much. Uh, I did kind of know who he was, uh, let's say, in uh, 94, as uh, everyone started paying attention. It was the... Uh, the Bronco Chase that really uh, got my attention. Let's see, I was uh, I was about 18. I want to say in '94 I would have been 18 because this was the earlier in the year I was getting ready to go on tour uh, as a drummer for a musical theater, and uh, I know that we were in in the the building rehearsing and all of the older people were 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 sad that they weren't home watching the slow speed bronco chase as oj simpson driving down the freeway with an, a, an army of cop cars following after him uh tried to bring him down tried to close in the uh the uh the the wheels of justice around him uh they eventually got him he eventually Went on trial. Eventually, the the evidence came out. It was the trial of the century. Absolutely, the most sensational thing. Uh, not to be eclipsed uh, for a decade or so until Michael Jackson's trial. Uh, let's see. I mean, there's little little piddly, uh, you know, pieces of evidence like uh, the shoe size. Uh, so, some whoever did the killing had the same size feet as O.J. Simpson and the same shoes that O.J. Simpson had. Uh, had a had a leather glove that had O.J. Simpson's blood on it. 
uh, along with the other victim's blood, left at the scene, uh, took the other glove that had O.J. Simpson's blood on it and drove it over to O.J. Simpson's house and left it in his yard. Uh, let's see, it was a hat left at the scene with O.J. Simpson's hair in it. Um, let's see, the dogs, the dog, uh, let's, I can back up a little bit and talk about the, the victim, victims, uh, not sure how much detail you need. Uh, does everyone know about this? Uh, the, the trial that his, uh, his ex-wife, Nicole Brown, uh, was her maiden name, Nicole Simpson. Uh, they were together for, for years, uh, fairly wealthy, uh, well-to-do. They had two children together. Uh, he, the cops were called out to their house, I think, nine times for domestic abuse. Uh, he punched her in the face, uh, beat her up, uh, was charged and pled no contest. So that's some of the history. I know I'm hugely oversimplifying it, but for the point of determining whether or not he's capable of this, uh, it's an oversimplification. I'll let stand. Let's see. Uh, so, but yeah, that the uh, the night of the the killings, basically, she went out to dinner with some family members. Her mother left her glasses at the restaurant. Uh, I think Nicole called the restaurant and Ron Goldman. Uh, at first, I thought he was just the person who worked at the restaurant, but they were friends. And some say possibly more than friends because they were spending a lot of time together. Um, I know in the, the last podcast I did with DJ Smash, uh, we referred to Ron as the boyfriend. Uh, I guess it's neither here nor there. They may have been uh, heading in the direction of a relationship, but they, they were not boyfriend and girlfriend. And he may have just been, you know, someone who, uh, you know, if someone called me up and I heard that my someone, someone I, I think smoking hot's mom left some glasses at a restaurant, sure, I'd jump out of bed and go, go help her out if I was in romantically interested. But if my, if my dude bro called me up and said, hey, my mom left her glasses, you know, I know it's like 10 o'clock at night, but my mom left her glasses at a restaurant. Could you go pick them up for me? Uh, you know, I'd probably be too busy for that. But so I understand uh, people who think they were romantic and probably Ron was interested. Uh, but, you know, that doesn't really matter because uh, certainly doesn't uh, mean that uh, the perpetrator should have killed them. But basically, uh, whoever the perpetrator was found the two of them out in front of her house talking and then he stabbed them and... I don't know, viciously, viciously, not that stabbing's vicious enough, but a, a, certainly a vengeful treatment done to, um, to Nicole Brown Simpson, not just a couple stab wounds that were fatal, but a, a, a gruesome attack. And, uh, yep. So that, that, that happened. So I, I knew about that. I knew that that was shocking. Uh, OJ, then went home. Well, I can't say he went home. According to the timeline, some dogs were barking, which people think they know what time the dog went crazy. So they think that's when the attack happened because the dog doesn't usually go crazy. And then enough time later, uh, 
a limo was in front of OJ's house to take him to the airport, and he wasn't there until he was. Uh, the limo driver saw someone run around the property, a uh, tall person, uh, six foot, 200 pounds. So, uh, And then after he saw that person scurry through, he called again, and then OJ answered the phone because um, he wasn't answering the phone when he was supposed to get picked up. Uh, but then after someone scurried around, then he woke up, be, quote unquote, woke up. He had been sleeping. He had a nighttime flight to Chicago and I guess decided that he was going to go to sleep uh, from 8 to 10 p.m. or something like that. You know, like we all do. Well, we all go to sleep at 8 p.m. So anyway, he uh, gets up, he gets ready. He flies off to Chicago or wherever he's going. And then the cops call him. And they tell him that his wife is, his ex-wife is dead. And his response was, who killed her? Which, uh, if you're practicing at home for how to answer that question and not look guilty, uh, don't, don't do that one. Uh, it's only slightly better than if he'd have said, like, like, uh, I didn't do it because I just got on an airplane shortly after she died, so it couldn't have been me. Like, you know, there's this, like, really guilty shit you can say, and that was it. Uh, he flew back, he was questioned, and then a couple days later, they put out the warrant for his arrest, and they uh, expected him to turn himself in, and he didn't, and that's what, what led up to the Bronco chase. And then he was arrested, uh, blah, 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 trial of the century, blah, blah, blah. Um, let's see, before I jump into the trial of the century, I'd like to uh, correct or give more, uh, more details into something I said in my last podcast. I was uh, talking about YouTube and alternatives to YouTube coming up, and I said disparaging remarks around uh, a YouTube channel that was all right-leaning videos um i certainly didn't mean to sound like i was against right-leaning videos i was making the point that i'm not looking for all right-leaning videos uh i'm looking for balance and so anyone who uh thinks that uh, a, a platform leans too far in one way and then groups up and then creates a platform that leans entirely 100% the other way, then, you know, you haven't created what the world needs. So that's, that's all I was saying. Uh, we, we could all use some right leaning videos in our life. I don't know for, and left leaning, we need some balance and perspective. So I've got, I got nothing bad to say about it. Just try to balance that shit out. Huh? Okay. All right. Back to the story. So trial of the century, um, they got, uh, I believe Ron Furman, I think that's the name, the, the first detective on the scene. Was it at OJ's house? Basically, he was there alone, and they found, like, a clip of him saying, uh, racist words. I don't know what those were. I'm assuming it's the N-word, uh, which I'll go on the record to say, I've heard the N-word more in the last five years than I have you know, at any point in my life, it's just, it's, it's everywhere now, but, uh, you know, that said, 
well, if I hear someone saying the N-word, I don't automatically assume that they're racist. Uh, again, because I hear it more now than ever before, and I don't think we're more racist now than ever before. Uh, but that's, uh, uh, I don't know, that's just one asshole's opinion. I know that uh, the main story of the defense was, the, I guess, twofold. One was that the evidence was planted by, uh, by someone who hated... Uh, they, I, I don't know if they said exactly what he hated, but he was uh, racially motivated to uh, plant evidence. And the evidence that they did ca gather was so improperly treated that it couldn't be relied on. And so at the end of the day, uh, we ended up with the jury only needing a couple hours after, after a very, very, very long trial. I think the, the jurors were sequestered for almost a year uh, after an insanely long trial. Uh, they only need a, needed a, a handful of hours, uh, like a half day or less, to say not guilty. Uh, the world went nuts. Um, this was a few years after the Rodney King beating and... I could do a, a video on that. Um, I don't know that there was anyone who who thought the cops should have gotten off with nothing. They clearly uh, clearly were in the wrong, uh, and so the the world was uh, on a on on eggshells over this because it was you know it's the same you know LAPD who were were accused of, of racism and uh, this time they came out on the losing side and uh, I mean I guess that's the, the the difference between the two things is you know it's it's not like the white supremacists lost anything. It's not like the LAPD lost anything. We, we, we have, you know, two dead people. Uh, and a guy who I think over 88% of the people today think that OJ was guilty of those crimes. And so uh, I guess to the point, you know, the defense had a job to do and they did it. And they set out to do it, and they they got it done. But there there are consequences to uh, invoking racism for everything. Um. So what OJ was OJ was found not guilty in the criminal trial. There was a civil trial where the family uh, wanted him to pay uh, money restitution. Uh, with the criminal trial, you have to have you know unanimous 12 juror uh, agreement for guilt and for civil the it's less than that it's not 100 percent and he was found guilty in the civil trial he owed i think it was 30 million or so to the families of the nicole brown and ron goldman uh he didn't have that uh so he ended up like well whatever he earned his wages would be garnished etc so this leads him to wanting some of his sports memorabilia returned because uh, that was worth money oh i guess before that he did write a book called if i did it where he 
uh, kind of interesting parts. Um, I, I haven't read it, but I've, I've read the reviews in the synopsis and it seems like, uh, uh, the people who've read it say that it's mainly OJ blaming other people, but a lot of the, uh, the facts of the case kind of come out in the book. So for what it's worth, I'm not going to buy it. I'm not going to read it. Uh, there's a lot of books out there on this. The, um, seems like at least two of his defense attorneys wrote books you know, the definitive books of, of the trial. And, you know, you got to take that all with a huge grain of salt, whatever, whatever they're going to say. Uh, but let's see. So his books, I don't know however much money his book made, but he wanted his sports memorabilia back. So he, he got his, uh, his friends together and they, they, they went for some, some robbery, some piracy. They did armed robbery and broke in a hotel room. Uh, at gunpoint, tried to steal his shit back. He was, uh, was arrested, uh, charged. He was sentenced to uh, 33 years in jail in the year 2008. Uh, let's see. He was supposed to be eligible for parole this year in 2022, but they actually put him on parole in 2017. They let him out early for good behavior. Uh, he's in his mid seventies now. Uh, they refer to him as completely free. I assume that means that even the parole that he was put on in 2017 is over and that he has fully paid his debt to society. He's square with the house. He, he has, uh, he's just like any other citizen now. And that's, that's where we're at. He's still alive. He's still out there doing whatever. Uh, like I said, uh, and it's in the high 80s at least uh, percentage of people who, who think that he is responsible for the deaths of Nicole Brown and Ron Goldman. I know on that note, uh, the, rem the murders remain unsolved. So if you have any information at all about who, who murdered uh, Nicole or Ron, if you could send an email to uh, nick at birdcast.com and let me know. Give me your tips. Uh, they'll remain anonymous. Um, if you want to come on the podcast and talk about it, that would be fine too. Okay. That's enough bullshit for me today. You assholes, go have a fine, fine fucking day. <laughs>